everyone. I'm your host, Liana Pavane, founder of TTYL, human connection advocate, certified life coach, and most importantly, a human that's just trying to figure it out. I'm your unapologetic 20-something native New Yorker, advocating selfships. Yes, I'm in a relationship with myself while navigating the dating world. I'm on a mission to break down dating stigmas in our society and to stop ghosting. I started this podcast after my ex broke up with me over the phone. I know, at least it wasn't a post-it. And I realized that our dating etiquette was severely lacking due to technology. Each week, I invite guests onto the podcast from all walks of life to discuss their first date horror stories and best dates. Because let's be honest, we don't focus on the positives enough when it comes to dating. The best part about this podcast is that after each episode, I've walked away feeling more confident about myself and my relationships. So whether or not you're single, in a relationship, or find yourself in a situationship, I welcome you to get comfy as I dive into the uncomfy so we can normalize it together. Jitters, on your first date, not in your coffee. I am so excited to partner with Jibby Coffee, a lifestyle and wellness brand that crafts functional coffee for the balance-seeking consumer. They crafted a CBD-infused Colombian cold brew to help people focus throughout the day without the jitters or crash. Dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan, no added sugar, and no compromises. Made in the U.S. and 100% recyclable. In addition to the fact that this coffee is focus and clarity boosting, 1% of every Jibby order goes to a high-impact nonprofit at no added cost to you. You can even track your impact directly through their partners, Charity Water, Food for Farmers, and Cannabis for Conservation. Use code GHOST15 for 15% off. That's GHOST15 for 15% off on both subscription and one-time purchases. Available at jibbycoffee.com for free shipping nationwide. to another episode of Ghosts of Dates Past. I'm super excited about today's episode. I'm here with Angels. She is the balance coach and she helps busy individuals let go of stress and overwhelm to live authentically and unapologetically by bridging the gap between what they are supposed to be and what they want to be. In her one-on-one sessions, workshops, and programs, she gives them tools to create a sustainable lifestyle based on what is important to them to feel alive, resourceful, and happy. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Liana. I'm really excited to be here and get talking a little bit about this uh, ghost of days. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited to discuss your date stories and just hear your perspective. I know when we first connected, you just had so many amazing things to say. So I'm really excited for the listeners to feel really empowered by what you coach them on. And hopefully this kind of comes out as a mini coaching session for everyone. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Coaching has helped me and uh, helped some of my clients as well with their dating stories. So let's see what we can do. (laughs) Amazing. Well, yeah, let's dive in. Tell me that first date horror story. <laughs> okay, so I was digging into my my memory to see if I could find like the horror one, but I I realized like I haven't had such horror stories. I just had let's say different uh, situations where probably I felt kind of awkward, like <laughs> most of us. So 
thinking about it like as a first date, I would say the one that came up for me was so once I I having a date with someone that I met at a party but kind of very quickly, so it was a very random thing. So then we we arranged a date. Uh, I remember when I discovered that person uh, before had kind of uh, added me on Facebook and uh, I looked at her profile and then I was thinking, oh, she seems really cool, you know, very into art. She was coming from New York, you know, I was in Barcelona, that was back in long time ago. And then so I thought, okay, so we could match. If anything, like we could even like match as, as people, you know. Uh, so we went on a date and it was going well, you know, but we went to a bar and then suddenly apparently that bar was full of her exes and ex-friends and kind of like lots of people. So that was a bit weird when she told me, the way she told me already, but we kind of kept chatting and stuff. We were very close to them as well. So from time to time she would kind of like go towards them or they would make comments or have a laugh and I wouldn't really understand. I think at that point my English wasn't also that good. <laughs> so I was kind of trying to follow. And then, so yeah, the, the day was going okay, you know, just chatting with the added kind of pressure or weirdness of having this sort of ex or whatever I couldn't understand fully uh, around. <laughs> but at some point I remember I made a comment. We were just talking about the wine or having more glasses of wine or something like that. And I remember I made a comment that actually bothered her. So it was probably me <laughs> that I, I made like a joke regarding, oh yes, the wine, yeah, I can see you like the wine or something like that. Like, very like innocent to be fair like unintendedly and she took it so badly and she started going off like yeah because i am from barcelona so she said spanish people or catalan people i know you are very judgmental you judge a lot on alcohol so she went on and on on me because of that and i was just like quite shocked i never had like a conflict you know within a date um, so yeah that was quite like uncomfortable and i didn't really know what to do so we we kind of yeah, stayed weird and she stayed kind of silent. Uh, perhaps she went to talk to the other people even. And uh, at some point, what was good from that time is that I was a student, I was living at my parents and so I was living outside the city. So I had to take a train. So the way I was taking my date was like, okay, so I'm going. I mean, something happens, you know, I just stay over in the city. Otherwise I have a kind of time limit. <laughs> So then I realized the time that it was and I realized that if I wasn't going to stay with that girl, it probably wasn't going to happen because it was going quite badly. Uh, I had to run. So I literally just went to her. I was like, look, sorry, uh, I saw this became a bit weird. And actually I realized I have to catch a train. So I'm just going to go, you know, and I just ran like to catch my train. Thank God I took it. <laughs> so that kind of was a good ending for my horror story with... I don't think I actually wanted to stay there, but you know, sometimes we do stay in places we don't want to stay. So that actually, that that was a really good learning of like our limitations sometimes can actually help us. <laughs> so that is my little story. <laughs> no, I think it's it's great. And I think, yeah, it's so true. Sometimes we don't necessarily know how to get out of uncomfortable situations. And it's funny because I recently went to this speed dating event the other night and it was my first in-person speed dating event and the age range 
was a bit older, so I, I knew I wasn't probably going to meet anyone, but I was just interested to kind of see what it was like. And I ended up seeing someone that this girl that I'd actually met virtually over the pandemic. And we met for the first time in person at this event, which was really cute. But I, it was over and I was going over to say goodbye to her. And this other guy that I didn't end up talking to approached me and, you know, he's asking me what I'm doing or what I do. And I mentioned, you know, my job and my podcast. And he's like, what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, it's Ghosts of Dates Past. It's this dating podcast. And he's like, oh, like, what do you guys talk about? And I was like, oh, well, you know, I bring different kinds of people on and I just talk, I just recorded an episode, the one this week about body confidence and body image and all that stuff. And for some reason, he just goes, oh, well, and he does the look up and down, the really inappropriate look up and down and just goes, well, you must be what, like a double zero anyway. And I just went, you should never comment on someone's body. And then he goes off and starts mansplaining to me about how he he went to Parsons for fashion back in the day. He must have been close to 50, but he was just going off and, oh, well, my sisters are on the bigger side. And recently we, we saw these mannequins that were more like their body size and all this stuff. And he's like really trying to make it seem like he's really inclusive. He's going off for a minute and I just put my hand on his arm and I'm like, it was very nice chatting with you, but I'm going to go. Because I think in that moment, my mind was racing and obviously I was immediately turned off by this person and knew that this wasn't going anywhere. I was disrespected and therefore not interested in pursuing the situation any further. But was it in that split second, it was, okay, I have two options or three options. One, I could tell the person off and get really angry and potentially start this argument. Two, I could just end the conversation and walk away. And yeah, like the third option is I could wait for him to finish and just stand there and act like everything's fine. And so I chose the second option because you know, I took the high road. I didn't want to cause any trouble with someone I didn't know. It wasn't worth my time or energy to explain why that was disrespectful. He should just know that inherently. And it's not my responsibility to teach him that. So it's, yeah, I think we need to have a way out of situations. And sometimes it's just a matter of if you're on a first date and you're not feeling a connection maybe after an hour or so just saying or they say something rude just being like hey I'm not comfortable in this situation right now it was really great meeting you but this isn't gonna work out and just leaving you don't owe anyone an explanation yeah not even your time because at the end of the day it's your choice to be there it's your choice also what to say and what you don't even want to say as you said like not entering in this discussion because I yeah recently like met someone and at some point the conversation about feminism feminism like came up and for me this is a very obvious you know topic it's just a basic very basic stuff you know and hearing certain things at some point I was just like I said my opinion because I feel like this person should know that that is not okay but at the same time was like oh but I don't know this I don't know I was like Look, 
I've spent a lot of time educating people. <laughs> I'm kind of fighting for my own ideas for people to know. And I, I think that's great because when you have the energy <laughs> perhaps to do it, when you want to do it, you know, it can actually change people's minds. But at some point, I'm not, I'm not here to educate anyone. And it's no, it's no women's job to educate a man or a woman even like about what they already should know about what is they can find on the media about what something like really with such a long history it's such a basic kind of human right level so it's just like sometimes yeah you just don't want to stay there and to be fair on that date i had long time ago i'm actually proud of my young self but i think it was the fact that i had to run for the train that i didn't stay because i can't imagine in other or i can think of other dates where i would just stay and see what was happening and feel uncomfortable but then you you can make the choice to to connect with yourself i mean like, am i happy here am i able to be myself and be authentic or just kind of completely out of place and i just shouldn't be here it's just quite clear right yeah, exactly. You always have the choice. You always can make that decision. And I think something that can be quite difficult is when we don't receive an answer, right? When we get ghosted, let's say, and you need that closure and you need an answer, but you're receiving a non-answer. And I think this happens to a lot of people. I personally am a huge believer in if you are being ghosted, it's okay to send another message and say something that is going to provide you with closure, even if you know that the other person isn't going to respond. So how would you personally deal with a non-answer or ghosting situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've definitely sent messages of closure because, you know, sometimes you need to let things out your chest and it doesn't really matter the answer as long as you're not going to feel worse for let's say putting yourself at a lower level kind of thing and then not receiving another answer right i mean you you can always like delete your message i mean we've seen everything no, in this world of messaging i think yeah that that's kind of on the other side like when you are kind of attached to a person so i think basically it depends on the level of attachment you developed and the, of course the time that you had and what that kind of the person made you understand because if you were developing something if you were on something you were on different dates you were having fun things were going well you know it's normal that you kind of want like a reason or a, an answer and in this case i think it's totally uh, legit to ask for it but then at certain other more like beginning stages where you don't know the person and when you this is a stranger really i think is when i've learned to just kind of let go really quickly to be fair because if you don't have like nothing who is a person to your world right to your life that person is nothing but in both cases like in all the cases for whatever like more complicated that it might be to let go of that i think it all goes down to managing your state and being able to manage your emotions so with that i mean learning tools learning ways to get in touch with what you're feeling and be there for yourself in a way to to experience these emotions and to not feel bad for them to actually give a time and space to that and acknowledge that you're feeling that and also at the end of this kind of moment of journey 
remind yourself that your self-worth doesn't depend on other people's impact or, or kind of feelings about you or their actions at all. Not even depends on your actions because we could have done something really bad. And I've talked a million times with friends and they're like, yeah, but did I do too much? Yeah, but I pushed too much. But yeah, well, if you did it, you know, you have all the rights to make mistakes, you know, and you need to forgive yourself for that. And if there was a space or a chance or a time for this relationship between you and the other person to happen, it would be a space for that. It would be a space for for the other person to understand. So as you were saying, if you need to say something, if you need to ask the person to talk because you need it and the other person allows that, you know, perhaps you have the conversation and this thing kind of is able to restart and refresh. But you know, it's about like knowing your needs and knowing that you can fulfill your own needs kind of on your own, no? A similar thing to what you say with the self Self-ship. <laughs> so it's like at the end of the day you are owning your emotions you are there with yourself and you are the only responsible to feel well without obviously beating yourself up if you're feeling bad because we are human and we have emotions and it's fine but also knowing that these emotions they don't own us either they are temporary and they're gonna pass so I think getting more comfortable with holding them and living with them, I think is the way forward for, for anything, any relationship, even friendships as well. Mm, yeah, so beautiful what you said. I love that idea of knowing what you need and not waiting for someone else to give it to you. I think as we grow up, we begin to realize, and this is a harsh, harsh truth, and reality that we live in as adults is we need to figure out how to take care of ourselves. No one is going to take care of us anymore. So think back to when you were a kid and whoever you grew up with and whoever took care of you, hopefully you did have someone taking care of you. If you had that person in your life, what did they do to make you feel comforted? And how can you then provide that same comfort and that same blanket feeling of warmth and home to yourself and it's not going to be someone rubbing your back and telling you it's going to be okay because you can't do that to yourself but how can you recreate that same experience for you maybe it's drawing a warm bath and just feeling enveloped in something cozy or wrapping yourself in a fuzzy blanket making yourself a mug of tea or indulging in some Netflixing, like whatever is going to make you feel whole and comforted and provide you with the support for yourself. Because I guess until it's true, until we have a partner, a life partner in our lives, we truly have to be our own partner and our, you, you really have to carry every position for yourself. So it can, it's a lot. And, and, it's important to hold space for your emotions. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I really love what you said. Like, what was the feeling that you love when someone was taking care of you and kind of embrace that? Or another way to look at it would be more like thinking, okay, how would you support your best friend? Because you do have to be your own best friend. And then obviously, if you are lucky enough to have someone that loves you or a friend that you can get to, you know, that's amazing as well if you really need that. But 
in a more self-sufficient way be more about knowing how to breathe and live through this emotion be in that emotion because it's okay and then ask the emotion what needs because the emotions are calling out for something and it's a need that we have and then perhaps it's this need of like oh I want to feel valuable I want to feel but that person kind of gave you the opposite so what is this emotion for you and how you can honor it you know how you can be a give yourself this value and then you will learn your your deepest needs and how to fulfill them and again against what something you said like until you have a relationship or something like that you even when you are in a relationship you should be taking care of these emotions because there will be moments where that other person won't be available or won't be honoring your needs and then what are you gonna do are you gonna just like bombard them you know, you need to hold yourself. And that is what means being emotionally mature, which is not something they teach us in schools. It's not something that our parents teach us. They more teach us like to be dependent. They teach us more to judge ourselves. This is right. This is wrong. That's it. No, we are, you know, we are a spectrum of things and we go through a spectrum of moments. And there's moments that where it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It just matters that it's here, you know, and I have to honor that that moment, as you said, that space. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, I think. And something that I talk about a lot. Well, two things is treat yourself like you would your best friend and talk to yourself like you would your best friend. That's a big practice for me. I will say in my mind if I'm walking or I'm having a really stressful day, I walk up to the mirror, tell yourself you're beautiful, you're smart, you're amazing, all these things. And it just be your own hype person because who else is going to do it for you? Obviously, your friends are there, but they're not always there just as much as your partner. It's so important to continue that independence in a relationship and know knowing what you need and feeling centered and giving it to yourself and not waiting for your for the other person because no one's a mind reader and you might wake up on the wrong side of the bed one day how is your partner going to know if you don't tell them they might eventually pick up on cues and kind of know what you need or feel but you have to have a conversation about that first it's it's your responsibility and that was makes actually i think a healthy relationship is that each one of us takes care of their own needs and then we share together and of course we can support each other we can exchange you know thoughts and needs and and you know growth eventually but we are responsible for each other like we have our own life like we should have our own hobbies our own friends our own things you know our own uniqueness overall totally yeah and i think something back in what you were saying before about this feeling of regret or this feeling of I should have done X before and that's why they're ghosting me or trying to come up with this reason. And I think, well, a lot of us overthink. A lot of us overthink when it comes to dating and we believe that the more we open up, the more we could potentially be hurt. So maybe we said, we think we said too much. We got too vulnerable too quickly or even simple things like, oh, I, I sent that that text. I shouldn't have said that one thing in that text message. Or I should have worn something differently. I wasn't dressed for the occasion. I mean, silly things. And I feel like we've all been there. So how do you suggest someone blocks that mentality and switches to a more open-minded attitude? Mm. 
Well, first of all, I'm going to say that it is important to check our thoughts because they will definitely going to impact our reality and the way we act. And it is what is most common is that we learn from our experiences. This is how our brain works, right? So if we have a bad experience, then we will think, oh yeah, if I open to myself too quickly, for example, I am just going to be closed now. <laughs> so people then, I've seen it with friends, like they go from one extreme to the other extreme <laughs> and like that. And I'm like, okay, but where is you? <laughs> so what is what you really want? Do you want to be vulnerable or you want to be closed? Because I think there's like a middle ground, right? And But it is important to learn from what we've done and think more neutrally maybe, or perhaps having the conversation with someone external, someone neutral that can help us see, okay, what perhaps I could have done better, but from a sense of like improvement, I think that is good. And we have to review ourselves because otherwise we become this sort of autopilot, okay, open, close, open, close kind of thing. And I think, yeah, for when it comes to dating, being open-minded, it is very important because we don't know what it's gonna, we are gonna find out there for sure. And also, most of the times we don't have an idea or a clear idea what we are offering either. So I think being very aware of what we are, it goes very tight together to being aware also of what we want, right? And then we keep working on ourselves and, you know, we are in constant kind of development and improvement and also if we do that we hopefully we will acknowledge that we are getting better and that we are making something and that we we will value ourselves more ultimately and that is i think the base to then become you know have some what would be the expectations not from the other person because we always have a list and i think it's not about looking away or on the dating feed for like this perfect match or the li this list of ticks that you want to tick is about seeing who is out there, right? Because sometimes the, the match won't be that exact person that you were visioning. It will be someone that will actually uh, surprise you. And we, none of us are perfect. So why would you expect this kind of perfect prince package there to be ready for you. And we are all in, the, in constant development and constant change. We come from different backgrounds. So I think, yeah, it's important to be open-minded, to think, okay, what I'm putting out there is not a finalized product. So expect the other people to be the same. Of course you can filter, which is another thing that I like to do, <laughs> that I've always done. It is like, well, perhaps I, I would appreciate to be with someone that is already worked, that is already kind of working on themselves, that doesn't have this such a big kind of baggage, no emotional baggage from previous relationships that is not stuck in the previous relationship, that is not stuck. So these are what commonly said will be red flags. Now, these are things we kind of can look for and we can ask. So remaining curious, I think, about the person, knowing the person and seeing what the person can add to you. Because sometimes, as I said, my, my current partner, I would have never thought we would be compatible, but I, I'm, I am actually learning more than ever and I'm growing more than ever because he adds to me the things that I would not think about. And he has the qualities that I, you know, I most want to work on because it's very different to me. 
So I think that is actually being being on the positive side at the end, right? And the positives are bigger than the, the negatives. But yeah, it's just being open-minded and thinking, maybe more enjoying the process of dating. If you feel like dating, you have to enjoy. Then not looking for this perfect thing or this straight up relationship, because this will only add pressure to this person that you don't even know. <laughs> So I'm third and to finish that, it's really basic. Just get to know that person. Not the idea you have of this person you want to meet. No, get to know that person you have in front of you. And if it doesn't work, you know, it could become a friend. It could be just like an experience. But, you know, it's about, yeah, becoming open-minded and curious during the process. For me, it means that and it's, it, it adds more fun to the process and, and less pressure because I think pressure is never good for for starting relationships either yeah no i love what you said and this idea that your partner is someone you weren't necessarily you didn't necessarily see it as going towards a relationship to begin with and how much they've taught you because of the differences that you guys have and and they always say opposites attract and i think that's so true because you want to grow with someone i think when you're with someone who's too similar to you you're not allowing space for growth because you're both into the same things all the time. And so I think spending so much time, you know, of course it's important to have shared activities, but I think there gets to a point where I want to learn more and I want to be exposed to other things. And so how awesome it is that the person that I'm choosing to spend my time with could be just a short relationship or my life partner is in a completely different field than me and his interests are so different than mine. And so therefore I am being exposed to something I wouldn't have been exposed to before. And that opens my mind. You know, I think this idea of being open-minded to to the continuation of learning, to the continuation of growth, not just to the person in life is so important just as much. And I also love this idea that you brought up as not getting ahead of yourself in terms of what the person could be because I think we so often, and I've been thinking a lot about this, we so often fantasize someone very early on. We might see someone on a dating app and say, wow, that person is super attractive and start to imagine and then we match with them and picture the journey and the the beginning, middle and end of this relationship right away and I well, it's funny because I recently met someone after my relationship ended and it was very quick and we spent a couple nights hanging out together and I, I kind of sensed that maybe it wasn't going to end up going anywhere and I could feel this person kind of pulling away and it was just a short thing where it was nice to feel wanted after getting out of a relationship. I think it's something that I needed and I knew I got what I needed out of this the short time that we spent together. Yeah. And I think that's like a really important thing to realize. I knew going in that, okay, I'm getting what I need out of the situation. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, I feel more whole now than I did before. And I think that's equally as important. But I was also interested in exploring what it could potentially become. And so I reached out and this person didn't respond for a couple of days. And so I knew that I needed to receive closure if they didn't give it to me. 
They then responded and told me that they weren't interested. And it was fresh. You know, I, I, w- I spent a lot of time thinking about this person and thinking about all the great qualities that they had that they were offering me, things that they offered me that, that my past relationship hadn't. And so I think I started to, my mind started to go in that place of liking the idea of this person more so than looking at it looking at this whole person in the face, seeing the reality. And I I noticed this pattern though, and I've been there before and I do this. So it was important to me to stop myself and say, okay, here are the things that wouldn't work. Remind yourself that you had a good time and this is, you got what you needed out of it. You're gonna find someone else out there. This isn't the end all be all. And I think it's just, yeah, regrounding yourself in the reality of not only the situation, but the person knowing that you got what you needed out of any situation. And if someone rejects you, it's just redirection. I think it's not about you. It's more about the person and that maybe they're not as open-minded to seeing where you you guys could go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they are just not in the right moment. So there's plenty of options or reasons why the other person could not be in the right timing, the right moment, the right mindset, the right anything. And maybe perhaps that's better for you because if that person is not in the right mindset, is not in the right timing, anything like that, how would that possibly work? It could work, but you will never know. That's the thing. That's what I like about this, I think. It's like that you never know how it's going to be. And it's like a game. You are just putting your cards there. And that's the thing about vulnerability, right? So you put yourself out there and that's so great because I'm going to tell you why, because getting outside of your comfort zone, it's always good because we, that's why it affects us so much. We grow out from, out of that. And it's like what you were saying, all the things you learn, that's amazing that you could see that. And that's amazing that you could see that you covered some needs, that you didn't just focus on kind of how they teach us to be, which is like success or failure, black or white. This is doesn't work. This is not like growth mindset. This is fixed mindset because you can always think this was wrong for some reason. Why didn't get what I what is missing? You can always find a, a mistake there. But then if you think there's a spectrum of options and you choose what you focus on, would you choose also consequently how you feel? So you choose to, to see your learning and, and, and feel good because of what you got. That's the, I think that's the great, like the perfect attitude. And, uh, and keeping like that when you are on the, on the dating scene, I think it's great because someone said once, I think you, you will either find the love of your life or you will have a love story. Both are great, you know, because love stories are great you know that you're capable of, you know, enjoying, if you are capable of actually enjoying the present as it is, and then if it finishes enjoying or like going through that moment, you know you will get over it. And there will come another one and another one. And this is how I see the dating life. Just the world we live, like we all have lots of relationships that is not any longer like it used to be for our maybe parents or grandparents. They lived in a small village, so of course, the options weren't that big and you, you knew who could be a possible match and there weren't more options. But now there's plenty of fish in the sea, you know, it's so big that 
you know, you can just enjoy it, right? And and it's true, the focus of people are, are very different also with career and different things, different kind of families they want to form or not. So, you know, it's normal that we change more, we change location. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's about being a bit more playful with it, right? And not, not beating yourself for the failure because there's no failure in this. It doesn't depend on you. So I think, yeah, it's just about enjoying it. I love that. I know I was writing down some of the things you said. I just loved the idea of growth mindset and dating because I think we think about growth mindset in terms of career or professionalism, but it's so true. We're taught from a very early age. And I think this is just the difficulty with with schooling is they don't teach you about emotional intelligence. They teach you that there are right things and there are wrong things. There's the right way to do things. Yeah, you pass or you don't, right? What happens if we had a, an amazing adventure, but then it ended? Where do you put that? Because it's not that much black right. or white. Right, or even when you don't do as well, you get that C in school and you think that's failing. You're taught that if you don't receive a B plus or higher, you've essentially failed. And it's really tough on kids from a very early age to think that you always have to put in 100% of your effort, try your hardest because you need to achieve a goal. But that's not all of life. Life isn't, obviously life is about a lot of tests, but they're not pen to paper tests. It's tests on resilience and figuring out what you want and being able to fulfill yourself. I mean, these are all life lessons, quote unquote, tests that... An emotional <laughs> intelligence. Yeah, they're all emotionally related. And how, how, to, how to have a difficult conversation with someone, how to, how to break up with someone in a mature way, how to not ghost someone, how to express your emotions properly. These are all lessons that are not taught. And the more that we delve into this technological society, it's just getting worse and worse. And be, because we're so distracted, because we're we're not connecting, there's a disconnect. There's something in between us and the other person at all times. And we, we create a world of filters and a world of what we, yeah, we just, we filter out what we choose to feel and what we don't want to feel. And when we don't want to feel, we have a billion ways to distract ourselves, but we're not going to end up with any learning. We're going to see that as, okay, I was rejected. This sucks, but I don't want to think about it. So I fail. I'm a failure. I failed. I should have done this. I should have done that. But we don't want to, we don't want to say that either. It's like, this is what happens with capitalism. It's like, they want us to consume and they do it so well that we fall into it every time. So every time we don't want to deal with something, then we don't learn how to deal with these things. We just fall into the scrolling. We fall into the swipe left, swipe right again, you know? Why? Because that's easier. And that, it just keeps our mind occupied in something that where our brain is just relaxing. It's like the old watching TV, no? Yeah, no, it's, and consuming so much of these success stories 
only without the whole journey people gone through without knowing how many years it took them to get there if it's a business if it's a relationship maybe they worked on it maybe they broke up several times you know i'm thinking oh i'm not that then i don't want to see it then we don't want to accept this failure because we are we've been taught it's a failure as well and we are not shown that failure is everywhere if you want to say it like that it's just, it's just the, the process, right? It's just the journey, nothing else than that. And actually life is that. That's why we don't realize, no, even with goals, we are working towards that. Yeah, but enjoy the journey, enjoy the everyday. How can you make it better for yourself? How can you feel better ultimately? Because that's what you want out of the goal. Then you might arrive to that goal and then doesn't give you what you need it. What happened with all these years working there if you haven't taken care of, you know, being okay with yourself, being true to yourself? And the same with what you say when, when people don't respond, being in touch with what you want and also knowing how to communicate it positively. So non-violent communication, they don't teach us that either. To be able to communicate and then we don't have to be afraid to say it because we have tools to say it in a good way. And you know, you we would know the other person also is ready to take that. It's all these things that we we only learn if we choose to when we are older. Otherwise, we go to the path of of just trauma and different things. Like so true, so true. Well, I want to get to your best first date story as well. So take it away. Okay, yeah. As in first date, to be fair, I had many good first dates. I have a theory. <laughs> The first dates, I mean, for me, it's about the person. So for me, the best first day has been when I had a date with a person and, and I really felt interested from what you were, what they were saying to me. We had a good conversation. I felt I was learning something, but this, you know, these are my values. You know, I like learning. I like connecting and I like having fun. So when they think once they took me to like randomly, to like a um, attraction place. So I didn't expect that, you know, I had the, the fun of my life with a person I didn't know. So that was really fun and, you know, very like exciting because of the emotions it brought up. But then, yeah, it's more about uh, like the person they bring me because it's true that I, you know, when I've been in relationship, I always like, I'm very visual. So I like to be in nice places. I love plans and, and good views. So, you know, I remember like at the first formal day with one of my ex-partners, she asked me like, do you want to go to Sky Garden? Sky Garden is an amazing restaurant in London that I love because it's full of plants. It has a view. So for me, it's like two ticks. And I, I feel a bit like, well, that's too much. I feel because it's our first date. So I find like it's too much. Like this is not my life. I'm not that person that just goes just like splashing the cash on the first day because we don't know what this is gonna go right so it i actually declined that and i said no let's just do something more normal you know like we don't have to like go there spend the money we just i just want to literally be with a person so that's what's what's important for me um so on a first date to be fair it doesn't matter really what you do like that that that's what like my conclusion is and i can't remember i have like terrible memory as well but i can't remember like any specific first good date i think also expectations on good dates i mean doesn't pair first days i mean could be good for the conversation could be good for the connection for the attraction but it's still 
just a first date is like first night sex, you know? You will never be the best one. I mean, you need to accept that, right? So, you know, it's really difficult that it goes like, wow, amazing. So, so yeah, for me, it's just that. But if I think of like good days, I've definitely been in amazing places and being arguing. So that made the day shit, even though I was in a super amazing place that happened on one of my birthdays. So this date I remember because of that. And then I've been in like, yeah, amazing places. Like once I uh, walked over the O2 Arena in London and that was a gift that I gifted. That was the date. And for me, I could say I delivered quite a one of the best dates there. So yeah, this is one date I remember, right? It was definitely not the first one. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I think it's all about just yeah, I think first dates, people put a lot of pressure on them. I think back to what we were saying, it's the idea of fantasizing someone that you haven't met. And I think that's also why the FaceTime concept, the zero date that I talk about a lot is so important. I harp on it all the time. I'm sure people who always listen to every episode are just like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it really, we can be anyone behind a screen You can be whoever you want over text message and it is so easy to flatter and to to make yourself into this amazing person when we're just on our phones. But a whole other element comes to play when you see facial expressions and when you can really connect to someone on a deeper level. And so that's why it's really important to meet them face to face and really, I think really ground yourself. I think a big thing that I started doing in my last relationship was reflecting throughout the relationship rather than waiting until the end and seeing and choosing to see all the red flags or potential deal breakers that this person was presenting. I think it's always important, especially in a new relationship to constantly reflect to constantly question, to to go in to each date with an intention. It could be to connect with them on a deeper level or to have fun and let go. It, I think just being aware of what you want from each experience. And it doesn't necessarily have to, I'm, you know, this could be used for anything. I like to go into any time out with friends, with no expectations. That's always my intention is like to have no expectation because when you put an intention on a night out, if your intention is to meet someone or your intention is to just have fun with friends, like you're closing yourself off to possibilities, right? Like if you say you're just, you're there to meet someone, you're not going to enjoy spending time with your friends. If you want to spend time with your friends, you're closing yourself off to potentially meeting someone. So going in with no expectations to every experience is so important. But I, I, yeah, I just think we need to be very just open-minded in the way that we go through our dating experiences, reflect throughout, you know, come back from dates. If you're dating someone for, you know, a month or two, come back from the dates and say, and ask yourself, like, how was that? And were they doing anything that I didn't like? Or is, and is that something that, we can improve upon if I have a conversation with them because the longer you wait to have those conversations too, like the buildup gets 
so hard and you don't want to hold resentment towards someone that you're dating. So it's better to find out sooner rather than later. If things are bothering you, tell the other person. And if they get defensive or you don't see change, it'll be so much easier for you to walk away knowing that you tried, but the other person just wasn't willing to. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, for me, the key word always open-minded needs to be there. And then, yeah, I find it interesting, this expectation thing that you said, but I, I would say could be more an expectation. I, I would challenge you to, to try that. Could be an expectation of you to be like, okay, I am going to try this time something that I never do, that I like to do. Or, you know, like an attitude that I, you know, that I don't usually manage to do. Like, let's say if you're usually tense, I'm going to try to be relaxed. Just something for yourself. You can expect things from the external things, but you can focus in one thing that you want to develop. So doing that throughout dates, like, would be really great, like, to, to see how it goes. But yeah, always reminding open-minded because you don't know how it's gonna go and I think if you set an expectation it's almost determined for failure of that expectation of course but then yeah like especially if you are an overthinker no you don't want to come back and think more so I totally agree like I think this comes naturally for me because I'm quite like an expressive person but yeah this curiosity you know is connected with the open-mindedness of like if you see something, if you have a curiosity of something, yeah, exactly. Ask for it, like go for it and ask it and then you will find out. And as you said, you will see what comes up for you more, more obviously, you know, if that person, how they react, what they answer, the more you get to know them, the more you'll see if it kind of aligns with your values, because I think it's that kind of ultimately that's the base that will hold two people together that more or less the values go accordingly. And I'm not even thinking about like having kids or no, I'm just thinking what's the base of our relationship, right? What do I want from life in a way, you know, what is important for you? And the basics of respect, please, because <laughs> I have to remind this to my friends sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, respect, honesty. I mean, we are just getting to know each other. If you're not being yourself, you're lying. Who are you selling me here? You know, like there's nothing to, to, to look further than. So all these basics should be there, no? This honesty, this, and, and also, yeah, kind of like good vibe, no? Goodwill. If they get defensive, they, they don't know how to manage themselves, you know. This is for you to, to acknowledge the, definitely the, the red flags and whatever. So yeah. Yeah. No, so true. And I love what you're saying, this idea of values, because there is a baseline of how people should treat you. And that's something that I've been filtering through recently. And I want to learn more about your values too. I think, well, recently, I guess just to give an, a real life example, I started to chat with some people on the dating apps again, and I've unmatched and just closed doors on so many people because they were not providing the basics of respect or communication or honesty and like you said I don't I don't want to waste my time I don't want to waste anyone else's time if someone it gets to a point where it's like you need to stop you need to see the reality and stop making excuses for people if they're not if those basic needs aren't there because they're not going to change if someone is on an app and is already disrespecting you or not meeting your expectations they're not worth meeting in person I mean that's just my opinion but 
like I had, I exchanged numbers with someone and we chatted and he was proactive and made plans to go on a day date and go to this really cool cocktail bar in the city that I suggested. And he made a reservation. I was like, great. We love a guy who takes initiative, makes a reservation. This is going well. And our date was at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. And at 11 a.m., I text him because he, I know he had hurt his foot or something random that week. So I was like, hey, how's your foot? Like, are you still good for our date kind of thing? And he texts me back, I don't know, half an hour later and goes, hey, yeah, feeling good. I actually am so sorry. I have a work call during our date. And I just go, when were you planning to tell me this? It's literally three and a half hours before the time you're planning to meet. I've already showered. I am planning for this date. So like I plan my day around this date and you are just telling me last minute. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe we can like figure out a time to FaceTime because at this point, like I, I'm just like, I mean, are you willing to meet at all? Or is this just like, you're going to let me know last minute? Like, what's the situation here? Doesn't answer until after his call at like 5 p.m. I mean, I just went about my day and like did my thing. I didn't care at this point. But then he was super wishy-washy about solidifying plans. Doesn't message me again until Tuesday night and asked to FaceTime me that night. Oh, so hey, down to FaceTime later. Yeah, I had plans. And hours later, I come home and I just text him. I think I was on the subway and I was writing in my, I always write out things in my notes, any longer text message that I want to say to just formulate my thoughts <laughs> all the time. Copy and paste that. Because I hate, well, I've, for, I've been there where like you see the dots and you're just like, what is the person thinking or saying? And so I said to him, I said, hey, here, I, I literally, I'll, I will pull this up. I will pull this up and read it. Hey, to be honest, I'm not interested in pursuing this. I understand that you're busy with your job, but it doesn't take much to respond to someone. Communication is super important to me and I don't appreciate the last minute date plans or updates. It's been nice chatting and I wish you the best. Because honestly, it wasn't worth my time or energy pursuing someone who didn't see it worth their time or energy to communicate with me. I think that's just a big, and for me, that's important. Like maybe someone else is super busy too and like totally gets it. But to be fair, like I'm super busy. I have a job, I'm doing a podcast. We all have stuff in our lives and it doesn't take much to just say, hey, let me get back to you about my schedule shortly, whatever, whatever. So yeah, I think long story short, Just, yeah, just knowing your values. So yeah, curious to hear what's important to you and like what you look out for in other people. Yeah, I think, so there's the baseline ones that are non-negotiable. Is obviously respect comes first. Without respect, there's nothing. I mean, you don't give me respect out of my life. (laughs) Then yeah, this honesty. So be true to yourself and be coherent so when you're saying things what you're doing these things need to match you know if you're starting saying doing you can say whatever but i you i usually say showing me with facts you know like i did say actually at the beginning of, of my current relationship i don't want words i don't want i want happenings i want facts you know i want to see you can tell me whatever but if i don't feel it you know if i don't see it so yeah it's totally like the being coherent 
And I think this authenticity as well, like, I really appreciate like this transparency, no? So being sort of spontaneous. Yeah, like perhaps when you were telling me your story, it was, I thought, well, yeah, he seems like he's really busy maybe because the first thing was like, well, really bad, no? But then maybe he's super busy. But then, yeah, every, I think like having similar values, which is like, I used to always look for like kind of similar matches instead of the opposite. I've never been attracted by opposites because I felt I have a strong character and I feel like I I ain't got time to be like arguing all day and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I think my friends are similar to me in a way. Of course, we are all different. But you know, like we need to be sort of in a wavelength. So I, I usually look for this connection no? of like feeling that we are in a similar wavelength in the sense that, I don't know, it can be interests in a way it can be something you know but there needs to be points of connection i think because yeah someone let's say like all crazy about their job they don't care about anything else they just want to go like climb the wall or whatever won't match certain things and and i think it's, it's these values of like yeah what's important to you in your life as well and then yeah as you mentioned communication communication is key and just as a relationship more than a value it's just a way of like a way of, of it to work so yeah, definitely has to be there. And at a personal level, let's say on uh, more the attraction side, I I do really appreciate this sort of cheerfulness or playfulness. I think when I find someone, usually I tend to match with people that are playful because I am and I like enjoying life. I like keeping it light and I appreciate someone next to me that is like that. So they follow along, you know, and try to be a bit less adult <laughs> sometimes. So yeah, I think that's really important. And for me also, there needs to be a, it's not valuable, like it needs to be for the match, there needs to be a spark, look. So like a passionate connection, like really feel like the wow for this person. Because especially when I'm, when the relationships are starting, I feel like spark kind of goes down with time. Well, hopefully not. But you know, if it doesn't start at a good level, if you don't have like, you know, this wanting to be with each other and this interest as well for the other person to get to know them, to know what, what moves them, etc. For me, this needs to be a like 120 or 200 at start because it's what moves you, what makes you alive. And it's what I, what I love about starting a relationship, right? And I like, my dream is that my partner and I, we can preserve that you know as much as we can and we can find ways to keep it alive and there, there's a really interesting uh, psychiatrist I follow for a relationship with is Esther Perel I love her and she talks a lot about this you know the, the sensuality and like the intimacy between couples and how to keep it up and how to you know work on your relationship long term so for me I think that's like a key thing I've, I've learned and I, I noticed in my relationship like for me it's really important as well. Mm, I love that. And yeah, I mean, chemistry and and feeling that spark at 120, 200% is so important to me. And that's something that I realized from last relationship too, because we were on different levels when it came to the physical part of our relationship. And I want to be in a relationship where someone can't keep their hands off me. I want to feel wanted all the time because I'm a hot commodity and someone should see that too. And we're, we're all hot commodities. Everyone listening, you're hot and you deserve someone who thinks you're freaking sexy all the time. So <laughs> that is exactly. the baseline. Definitely. <laughs> that, we're going to leave it at that. So 
I just have a couple last rapid fire questions. I ask everyone and then we'll do a where, where everyone can find you. So how do you get excited for a date? How do I get excited? Well, when I'm meeting someone, like for me, meeting someone new is always quite exciting. And like, yeah, just knowing that I will know more about the person and that I will find that more and that, that I will have fun. So this is kind of what I expect in a way from a, from a date in the ideal world. No? So this, this fun, this keeping it light, it also connecting at a deeper level. And I think that's kind of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm very focused in like the conversation a bit. Awesome. And what is your ideal date? Well, mm, my ideal date is just with a great person that gives me fun and gives me good conversation, to be fair. That, that's kind of what I expect. I, I just want to have fun and feel, yeah, I feel that they are present, that they are not, for example, in their phones and stuff like that, something I really hate. And yeah, because I could say, yeah, I love having dates in like amazing places with full of green. Yeah, of course, that could be a plus. But yeah, first of all, that that's the basic. Great. And where can everyone find you? All right. So they can find me on Instagram as at balance underscore coach. They can also find me on my website or my email, which is balancecoach.net. And yeah, through your podcast. So yeah, I think hopefully it will be easy to find me. amazing well this has been an incredible conversation i think for anyone out there who has been an overthinker or fantasizer and just hopefully this has helped ground you a little bit more and make you feel validated and know that everyone goes through this so hope that you have some practical tips to walk away with and yes thank you so much for coming on the podcast i hope you have a great rest of your day Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope there are some people that that listen will too. Thank you, Liana. Yes, thank you. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or this podcast in general, I would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate, and review below. And if you can think of anyone who would enjoy this podcast, please consider sharing it. As a new podcast, the most helpful thing is to grow by word of mouth. After all, who doesn't enjoy a good date story? Lastly, if you would like to connect with me, please follow me on Instagram at ghosts underscore of dates past. And feel free to shoot me a DM if you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest. I'm always looking for new people to bring on to the show. Hope you all have lovely weeks and I'll be back next week for another juicy episode. Bye for now.